wife or siblings, a family sings together in the worship service, I always think about how they probably prepared at home. And just considering the examples they are to the children, as the children are gathered around and understand we don't just sing God's music at church. We sing it at home. We sing it in the car. Well, turning your Bibles tonight to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 16. And if you have bobby pins or markers or binder clips of some sort, we will also be in Acts, chapter 13, and Hebrews, chapter 13. Tonight... I want you to listen to what I'm about to say and just, just uh, be, be aware of what comes to your mind. Tonight, we're going to talk about good works. And I ask you to be aware of what comes to your mind because I want to know if it was something positive or something negative. Probably for some... Maybe half, maybe more, something negative. I mean, because we're Baptists. We're true Baptists. And we don't believe in good works to get to heaven. And there's a a good reason for talking about that and being very aware of that. Because every religion and even many divisions of uh, so-called Christianity would say that it does depend on good works. So we have great reason to talk about good works in a negative manner. So if the first thought you had tonight was something negative, that's okay. It's very understandable. But we're going to be really different about good works tonight because there's something positive for you and I to share about good works. As a matter of fact, the title of the message is Good Works Are Good. I I taught through the book of Galatians two times in about the last 12 years. And the entire book summed up is about salvation by grace through faith. And, And it's not of works is what we find. So there's a reason for speaking critically or negatively about them. But everything depends on the reason. And we talk about reasons many times for being a watchman on the watchtower and warning about good works and what you think good works are doing. But there's a reason for sharing good works in a positive manner. You find them in the Bible both in a negative manner and a positive manner. Within Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10, you find both right there. For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves... It is not of works, there's the negative manner, lest any man should boast. But hold on, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, there it is in a positive manner, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk therein. We are not saved 
by our good works. But hold on. We are saved for good works. God has not taken us home yet. And one reason is for you and I to do good works. Good works are good. Let's look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5. We are going to share three quick, three short points, points tonight. Somebody's wanting to amen right now on, on good works. Good works are designed for God's credit. Good works are divinely called. And good works are developing completeness. First of all, good works are designed for God's credit. Matthew 5 and verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Anyone like to watch the stars at night? I'm not talking about on TV or something. I'm talking about the stars in the sky. Sure you do. We don't see them in the city like they do in the country. It's more clear in the country. But nevertheless, you probably said, man, don't the stars really come out at night? That's not true. The stars are always burning. They're always shining brightly. But when they are in darkness, you are going to see them really stand out. Verses in the daylight. Darkness surrounding the stars really makes them shine. And it's only when darkness is around the Christian in, in a certain special way that the Christian is really going to shine. The Christian is to be light to a generation of people who have loved darkness rather than light. And we shine by reflecting God's will. We shine by reflecting His perspective and His viewpoint to a crooked and to a perverse generation. And that happens by our actions. That is going to happen by what you and I do. The light of the world is Jesus. And Jesus living in you makes you the light of the world. He is the source of light and you and I are the dispensers of God's light to this world. After we gather together for worship, that is then a time for you and I to go cast light onto the world. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14 says, Awake thou that sleepest, and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Just as the light wakes us up in the morning, the sinner lost in his sins is going to be able to be awakened by the light that is shining from you because of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord uses our good works to shine upon the lost. Many people won't come to a good house like this. They won't listen to a good sermon. But they will watch your good works and they will desire them. You say, how does a lost Christian dead in his sins desire something good like that? Well, God woos and God draws people that they might be saved. And I just recall, I recall sitting in church 
and watching a man named Darren D. Good. You've, somebody said, you've said that name before, Brother Kenneth. Well, I just can't help it because this man was shining. I didn't know what was in my eyes so brightly, but I was watching him and I liked what I saw. And it was, it was so much different than 40 men I was working with. There was something different about this one man that I was seeing in church and then get invited over and I wanted what he had. And the only way I could have been wanting that goodness of God, which I didn't know what it was yet, was that God was drawing me. So God uses our good works that he might receive glory, that it might draw someone to desire what you have. Our good works will glorify God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did quite a work of faith. It was quite a work of faith that the three did. And their enemy, who had their own God, their false God, Nebuchadnezzar, after it was all said and done, he said, I don't want to hear anybody at all talk bad about the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They will see your good works and they will glorify God. Good works are good. They are given for Credit to be given to God, His credit and glory. They're designed for it. They, good works are a good thing. They're designed that God would get credit. Good works are divinely called in Acts chapter 13 and verse 2. It says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. There are good things for the Christian to be doing in general. We have a lot of things in general that God does not need to call us to do, that God does not need to tell us to do. Well, I just don't know. I don't feel led to do. No, no, there's some things you already know you're led to do by the Word of God. There are many Christian good works in general that we are to be doing and we ought to be doing. It behooves you and I to be doing everything we know to be doing as a Christian, because there is an undeniable pattern that we will see as children of God, and that is for that for that specific, that intimate, that personal, divine calling upon our lives to serve in ministry, that is going to come to you and I whenever we are doing everything we already know we ought to be doing. It's like coming into a funnel and it will get more narrow and more narrow to exactly what God wants you and I to do. I don't know about you when you were a kid, but if I had a hot dog on my plate and I maybe had taken a bite or maybe two out of that hot dog, if I asked my mama for another hot dog, I wouldn't get another hot dog until I finished the one that I had. So therefore, for that, for that special calling upon our lives that God would have for us, there are many other things that we already should be doing and we know to be doing so that we might get that special second hot dog. Amen? 
I was talking to a, a friend and I don't know if he had much to do with me coming to know the Lord, but he was around and he talked about the Lord. The truth is he's actually been backslidden the whole time I've been saved. And I was talking to him one day and trying to trying to put him in the corner. I was, maybe I was trying to play the Holy Spirit. I hope not. But I was trying to help him. And we got to talking. And he finally found some way to wiggle out, he thought. He said, well, I just have trouble because I would just really, really like to know exactly what God wants me to do for him. I said, why don't you try going to church? That would probably, and I said in a loving way, and this was a friend, don't think I'm critical, being critical. I said, why don't you try going to church? Because I think that's a good way for you to find out what you're called to do. I remember a Bible conference went on here back in 2011, and a preacher got up, and he was talking about being discouraged, maybe not a lot of movement in the church, and things happening, and there was a man who came to church about once a month, just by himself, and he would come in by himself and leave by himself. And one day, finally, he asked to speak to the pastor. And the pastor was thinking, oh, praise God. God's moving. God's going to do something in this man's life. And so they went and sat in the office, and this man said, Pastor, I just need to tell somebody there is something really on my heart to do. I want to go to the White House and stand on the steps and I want to preach the gospel. And the pastor said, okay, why don't you join the church first? Look, Paul and Barnabas were sent out on a missionary journey and, and they were sent out by the church. What? You're, we're going to find these special, divinely called things that we're able to do for God when we are in His house and when we are worshiping Him and fellowshipping and together as we should be. I get on some of these, these things that God divinely calls us to. I, I don't believe anyone is overwhelmed with confidence and just has confidence Running over whenever you're called to do something. I'm, I'm talking about the initial calling of, of what you're going to do. I mean, I don't know about you. I've done a few things. And, and I was scared to death every time. And we ought to always have a little bit of that. I think something's wrong if we don't. Nevertheless, there's some confidence that starts to build. I mean, there's some confirming work that God does in our lives when He gives us that special divine calling. And I go back and forth on this and I get caught up on this for a month at a time and I just think about Jesus on the cross taking time out from dying to give John something divinely called from heaven. And that was to take care of Mary. Jesus gave John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, he called himself. He got to take care of the mama of Jesus. I don't, 
I don't, I don't think there was nothing in his past he had done serving God. I believe he had done everything that he was called to do before getting a, a beautiful, specific work like that. How about when the church did send out Paul and Barnabas? When I turn on Christian radio, there's a, there's a few good programs to listen to here and there. And many times, every third sermon's about Paul. I don't hear a sermon about Barnabas too much at all. But Barnabas helped Paul to be who Paul was in the Lord and to do all of the great things that he did. You know, there were times that Paul needed a jump start. Paul needed to be uplifted. And it was Barnabas who was glad to be there in the background to do that. What a... Man, isn't it good to know, to know our calling? Because you know Barnabas was tempted to step up somewhere and be the first man, to be the top man. But he was called to support Paul. As Paul became what we would all agree is the greatest working Christian that, that we've ever had. God used Barnabas in his life for him to do that. And there's preachers and there's song leaders and there's Sunday school teachers and there's deacons and there's soul winners and there's Awana workers and there's Awana leaders and there are those who have a divinely called position from God today. What a powerful affirmation of God's love that He personally calls you and I to be able to do something for Him. Because you understand, He doesn't need you and I. He did not have to call you and I to do anything for Him. He could have got it done on His own. I heard the prosperity preacher say, God couldn't do anything without us. Look, that's God chose for it to be that way, but it didn't have to be that way. God is self-sufficient. He's freestanding. He's Almighty God, and He could have done it all by Himself. But we are privileged to come into a personal, divine Call from God. Good works are so good. They're so good for us to be able to do. Between salvation and glorification, we are given the privilege of doing these good deeds in God's good and holy name. Holy Spirit laid it on the church to send. work given from the Lord. Our faith is a working faith. We are saved, but the faith that saves us, it is a working faith. Be concerned if you are not moved and, and you are, are not restless if you are not working for the Lord. It's good to work for the Lord, but unlike every other religion in some divisions of Christianity, we are not working to earn God. We are working because Jesus worked and did everything on the cross to purchase our salvation that we might live and that we might work for Him. We show our faith 
by our works. I think about James saying that. James being the brother of our Lord on this earth. And not fully coming to the understanding of who Jesus was until after his resurrection. So James is so so think about the character and background of James when he says, Oh no, you say you have faith? You I'm gonna go ahead and show you by my works that I have faith. Don't let it be in word. Just show your faith that you are truly saved. Good works, good works are good. Good works are developing completeness. Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do His will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus We are being matured as children of God in some ways by His Word as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word that ye may grow thereby. The last word of Peter's letters, he says to grow in grace. And we see here that we grow and we mature as children of God by doing the works of God. By God working in and through our lives. There is a, there is a great void and a stunted growth. If we are hearers only of the word. And not doers of the word. You understand for some people their hindrance is not knowledge. Some people have a knowledge of the Bible and a knowledge of the truth. But that knowledge must be a working knowledge for it to become complete. You know, there is an experiential knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's just knowledge. There's, there's an education in Him, but there's an experience in Him as well. And for some, knowledge isn't their hindrance. They have it. It's applying it. That's a hindrance. It's applying it that is stunning the growth because they are not doing so. Look, good works are part of the adjustment to maturity. That you and I might grow up in the Lord. My wife can't stand it when I say grow up or throw up. But it, but it really gets to a point. And it really ought to hit home when we're stagnant. And when we're not doing what we should. And when it doesn't seem like there's much to be doing. We're, we're not eagerly looking and eagerly seeking His face sometimes. That we might know what else we might be doing. And look, the good works that you and I are called to do. Sometimes they're difficult. Many times they're going to be very inconvenient. They're really going to mess up the family plan. They're going to mess up the routine through the week. They're going to get into some sleep time sometimes. Good works are difficult and they're inconvenient. But we don't do them for our pleasure. 
We do them for God's pleasure. They please Him. Our good works are acceptable to Him. Our good works are crying out, I'm being obedient to Him. It's obedience to God to live and to do for God. They're not earning anything by way of salvation that's already taken care of. They're earning rewards in heaven. Jesus even encourages it. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. They're not earning, but they are evidence that we are saved. We can talk good about good works. Depends on the reason while we're talking about it. I look around and I see many people with a career here. I see some that will have a future career. Maybe some have retired from their career. But for any of you, I'm sure if I asked you the reason why you have worked all these many years or why you are working right now or teenagers, why you are planning to work hard and to have a career. I believe I'd get some really good answers. I don't believe the men would say, well, I just prefer work to fishing and hunting. I just not much on that. So I'll just work. Work is my hobby, work's my joy. I don't think I would hear that. We have some ladies in the church who are teachers. I think I think ladies make good teachers. And if I asked you why you're a teacher, I doubt you'd say, I just I don't want to go shopping that much. I you know, I just don't want to do that. It's my preference to, to work and to do this and to, to get up and put my makeup on and get ready every day because, because I don't want to go shopping. I, I just don't, I don't think I would get those answers. And now you're saying you're really getting silly, Brother Kenneth. But you know what? It's just as silly to say as the world of religions do. I'm working in my hopes to get to heaven. I feel, I feel so bad inside when somebody says, I hope I've done enough. I couldn't be a witness of that to anyone. I would be so miserable and anxious within and no fingernails left if I was wondering if I had done enough. That's a, that's a silly reason to work. And worse than being a silly reason to work, it's wrong. And if there's anyone who thinks that their eternal destiny is depending on what they do, and if things are good right now, man, I'm good. And if I slip later, man, I'm not good. If there's anyone depending on that way, let me just say this, you're not going to heaven. I'm talking about right now, this moment. Don't, anyone can go to heaven. But it's by the one who did all the work. It's by the one who said it's finished 
on the cross at Calvary. I work and you work because we have been saved and because we are not fulfilled. If we are not doing that, it is our purpose to work in the Lord. We are saved unto good works that we might work for Him till we get to heaven. We work because the Holy Spirit convicts us when we're not and we feel empty and we feel vain when we have wandered off and we're not doing the things of God and God steers us back to do His work, to live for His glory. Three, three things, good works, are designed for God's credit. Not ours. It's our credit if that's getting us a place in heaven. Good works are not designed for our credit with God. Good works are designed for God's credit. That's what it means when we say glorify God. That means give God the credit. So good works are designed for that. And good works... They're very personal. They're divinely called. And they're developing something in you and I. They're developing completeness. We're growing up. And we're maturing. By the word of God. Being lived through our lives. There's going to be. Those scriptures throughout the word of God. They're going to be your favorite. And the reason why is because they're laced with life application in your life personally. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You're going to live that. How about, how about Hebrews 6.10? For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward the saint, toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Something else comes to mind here. Where are we at? How about, how about Galatians 6, 9? Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. What an encouragement. We could go on and on. What an encouragement you and I have to be working in the Lord. Know the right reasons. Know the right reasons. Because the only works that are accepted to God are the ones that Jesus Christ is doing through us. Religion would have someone do works for God. True Christianity is having Christ work through you and I. I don't know what the Lord might have on your heart tonight. What burden you're carrying. What it might be. About the calling upon our lives. Praise God. If you're at a place where you are. You are doing everything you know to be doing in the Lord. And you are so, you are so anxious. For that special calling upon your life. It's kind of like my dad. Every time my dad went around the corner. To Dewey's. To get gas. Man, I was, I was just anxious to go with my dad. Just to get in the truck and ride with him. I'm praying that rubs off on Kenley one day. And he wants to do the same thing. But I was, I was anxious to please. Dad, I want to go. I want to go. And to be anxious. For that special calling of work. That God has for our lives. 
there's, there's nothing sweeter except, except that day that we knew that Jesus has secured everything and we trusted Him personally and knew we had a home in heaven and that day that we go to heaven. There, there's nothing sweeter right now. And the work and the work of leading another soul to Christ. Not that it's you and I. I, I, don't, I don't hear the phrase around here, I won that soul to Christ. I don't ever hear it around here and I'm glad because Jesus wins souls to Christ. It's no one else's credit but His. Let us pray. Father, we come before Your presence tonight. And Lord, it is good to be in Your house of worship. I thank You for Your truth that we can stand on, Lord. I thank You that we know that we're saved and we know what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it, Lord. Dear God, as I think about how good these good works are. Lord, I, I pray for all of us here and the desire to do everything that we know to be doing to serve you for your glory. And then, dear God, that every child of God here might clearly know that specific calling upon their lives. And to know that you are growing us, that you are making us worth something as you teach us how to work for you. And Lord God, if there be one here tonight who's trying to work their way to you, we know there's no peace in that. But there is peace in a relationship by trusting Jesus. And we pray that one might be saved here tonight that knows not this saving grace that freely comes from you, our Lord. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you all please stand? Page number 434.